The Partners in Crime podcast is sponsored by Hey Sugar Shop. Visit Hey Sugar Shop at www.heysugarshop.com or join them on Twitter at Hey Sugar Shop. One bite and you'll be smitten. Hello? What's up, Live PD Nation? It's your girl Kayla at Reality PD Bingo. And Donna at the Hick Life. So, Kayla, what's been going on with you? Well, girl, we have a, <laughs> we're having a little situation here at our house. You know, a lot of people don't know, but my father-in-law lives with us. And he has this um, habit of being impatient. He finds something that he really, really likes. He will order it on Amazon. And this week it is a, a larger flat screen TV. He found a better deal at Am- on Amazon than he did in the department stores. So mm-hmm. he order he orders the TV off of Amazon. Well, he's so impatient because he wants to see how that TV is going to look that he went and he bought the TV at the store and brought it home just so he can hook it up to see what it's going to look like, you know, how he, you know, how he wants to set it up, all this stuff. Because he can't wait the two days for the TV to come from Amazon. So when the TV comes from Amazon, he returns the TV that he bought. Just because... Well, I mean, just, I don't see anything wrong with this. I've been accused of being impatient from time to time. And I see absolutely nothing wrong with this whole scenario. <laughs> really? Okay, so... Okay, well, there's a difference between being impatient and spending double the money to get the same item just because you can't wait the two days for it to be delivered. You know what I mean? But you know, but it's, this is, this is an ongoing situation here at, at our home because you know, what he, does he, he do he when likes, it's time for Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> that's going to be difficult. See, that's you know, a win for everybody. Well, to hear him speak, he doesn't buy any Girl Scout cookies until you see the empty boxes in his car. <laughs> so what have you been doing this week? Well, Kayla, along with being impatient, it's also come to my attention that I'm very loud. So I'm going to try to lower my voice. What do you think? Um, what's going on with the bedroom voice? Well, I noticed last week that I tend to scream. So I thought I'd try this voice so I don't sound like I'm yelling all the time. What do you think about it? I feel like I should be paying four ninety nine a minute. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't it think it, it doesn't come natural to me, but I thought it sounded pretty good. You don't think so? I mean, if I were of the male persuasion and needed a date for the evening, I think your voice is right on. Um, but for us talking some smack about craziness on live PD. I think I'd rather hear your normal voice, but that's just me. But you know what? I could be wrong. I, I know that you have a, you have a few fans of, of yours that are probably going to enjoy this um, bedroom talk, but it kind of makes me a little uncomfortable and that's <laughs> saying something. <laughs> okay. I, I, I feel I'll like just, I, I, I feel like I'll I should screech. buy dinner or something. <laughs> Should we take a break so you can maybe, I don't know, smoke or something? I don't know. I don't know anything because I'm listening to my voice for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I've noticed some uh, strange um, 
noises that I make too, especially my cackling laugh. But I anyway, me life. But let's just talk <laughs> about. We have a lot to cover as usual, so let's get into it and talk about Friday night's live PD because there's a whole <laughs> lot to cover, and I have a feeling I'm going to be cringing, and that's okay. Yes, and you know, I kind of wanted to start this week by talking about the first incident on Friday. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just want to touch base on the heavy sleeper in Jeffersonville. And he was just, oh, he, because he was outside of the, um, the, what was it? Like the farming, the CVS or Walgreens or something like that. The girlfriend was inside working and he was yeah, just, when he was, <laughs> he was, he was a heavy sleeper. Out. Yeah. I am jealous of these people. I mean, I, I, you know, I have a, I have a sleep problem. I've had it for years since I was in my teens and I have insomnia and I'm a light sleeper and I covet, you know, just people that are the, the act of sleeping. Like I just, I wish I could be that person, but I'm not. So I don't want to, I, you know, I don't want to go crazy on this, but I was just like, I, I, I want to be these people. My husband's this person. He lays down. My husband is this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's out, but one little sound 10 miles away. If I even, it's like the princess in the pea, I'm up, you know, and it's right. Just, and I, exactly. And I, I hear everything like, you know, cause I live in the woods. So when I'm laying in bed, I hear everything. So I'll hear a noise. I'll try to wake my husband up. He's, you know, steady snoring. And I'm like, Pat, Pat, honey, 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 wake up, wake up, wake up. So finally, so one night, here's a quick story. One night I hear a noise outside and I'm trying to wake him up and he wakes up. Oh, it's nothing. Go back to sleep. This is his typical thing. Go, it's nothing. Go yeah. back to sleep. The next day I go outside and I see that my back window of my car is completely broken out. Someone had broken into my car. It was yeah. nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing. The best night sleep I ever get is if I'm sneezing. Cause when my eyes shut, when I sneeze, then I'm good. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't ever sleep. I never sleep. Yeah, okay. I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm the same way. So that, yeah, I just, I just wanted to, to touch base on that. So nothing crazy to get into. And then we had the second incident, um, again, in Jeffersonville, this time where the Hulk meets canine flex. Um, this was kind of cute. I know everybody in Live PD Nation was going, oh, I want to be the Hulk. Cause he's like, is, you know, is flex, you know, in the car and Sergeant Leverance like, yeah, he's in, he's like, well, can I meet him? He's just like, oh yeah, sure. Real quick. You know? And he like was able to give him snuggles and kisses and, and cuddle. I just, I wanted to be that person. I just love canine flex. You know, I just, I actually, I love the entire canine department at Jeffersonville. And I really wish they would bring officer Susan Woodard back and canine blitz because I adore them too. And thankfully we did get to see a little smidge of her this Saturday. Um, but not enough time. So do you have anything to add to the Hulk? I know you well, love. Well, I mean, I was certainly Hulk. very envious. I was very envious. And I liked that they had a little, you know, game chat first. Mm-hmm. And there were no questions. There were no lies going on. It was just like a, some nice, you know, conversation. And then, hey, is Flex in the car? That's like my dream. If mm-hmm. I could say, hey, is Flex in the car? Can I see Flex? So I was a little jealous, but it was fun. That was a good thing to watch. We should take a road trip. That's all. We should take a road trip. So okay. um, what's so the next um, shot we have that we want to talk about is El Paso with officers in Dejas. Again, 
throwing out the commands, people not wanting to listen to her. They get a call about, you know, shots fired and they go in the vicinity of where the, you know, the shots were heard. And she sees a car about to back out of a parking space that has a bunch of guys in it. So she goes up to the mm-hmm. car with a flashlight, flashy, flashy, flashy to get their attention and tells them to stop. And they're like, you know, confused or acting confused. And then she's like, you know, put the car in park or stop the car or whatever. And, you know, it's a car full of dudes. They don't want to listen to her. And so she has to get louder. And then, you know, another officer pulls up and helps assist her and they're like, you know, stop asking questions, hands, hands in the air. We'll see your hands. Um, she really has a thing with, you know, asserting her authority and I kind of dig it. I love the way that she does that, but what I don't understand how they want to sit there and argue with her. I don't, I don't get it. That's how people get shot. They want to argue. They don't want to put their hands in the air. They want to get mouthy. They want to get an attitude. I, I just don't understand this mentality. Like you've said before, we were taught that you disrespect authority. And if you have nothing to hide, you hide nothing. So, I mean, it's, she wasn't harassing you. There was, there was an actual call, and you matched the description. So what is the big deal? If you have nothing to hide, you'll be gone in you know 15 minutes. It's not going to be a big deal. Why? And what, and, yeah. And then what did they find in the car? Guns, shell casings, and bullets. You know, they did have something to hide. Well, it doesn't mean that they were the culprits, but still, they were they were carrying around an unlawful carry firearm. So ridiculous! It's annoying, but she's awesome. I love how she she handles herself. She, I just, I just want to have lunch with her. (laughs) I just want to dish with her. I like her so much. I keep saying that, but she's my friend in my in my head. (laughs) We're all besties. We're all besties. She's a total badass. I love her. So, yeah, so that was fun. But then, you know, the next incident happened in Slidell. And this has you written all over it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why does it have me written all over it? Because, I mean, let's just just be honest. This kind of sounds like something you might do. I would never... Do, do this. Here's the thing. Okay, just to to give a recap on what the situation was. There was, the bomb squad was called out to the post office Mm -hmm. because someone had mailed a box of, uh, there was a box there that could not be identified. But here's, here's the hint. When the officer said, well, they believe they know what it is. Oh, really? They believe they know what it is? I wonder what gave it away. I mean, was it, yeah, was it, that's what I'm, they didn't, they didn't give any more details. Like I'm like, this is where, these are the kind of incidents when they say recorded earlier, I have too many questions on these incidents that we don't see from beginning to end, you know, like we don't see it from my, my thing is, okay, did a, did it smell? Of course it, it. Of course they well, did. Well, I don't, did they, I don't know if they wrapped it in, pl- I, see, I don't know. There's not enough never, plastic in the world to get that okay. smell. Well, Gone. I've never been, I've never been around 70 pounds of poo. And first of all, where, how do you get 70 pounds of poo? Was it animal okay. poo? Was it human I have a poo? theory. Okay. I have a theory? theory. The dude that sent this had to do a colonoscopy prep. 
because <laughs> that's the only way that he came up with 70 pounds of poo. Now, I myself have never had a colonoscopy, but I do know people of a certain age that have had colonoscopies. And the night before, you have to like drink this nasty stuff, which will then start your intestines moving. So I am. Isn't it more like liquid though, if it's like that? And if so, how do you mail liquid? I mean, it's not like a solid. Okay, you know now what you're I mean? overthinking this. Now you're overthinking That's how this. I am because I have OCD. So I do tend to overthink things. And <laughs> okay, over- well, maybe he put it in a Tupperware. We don't know. It could uh, be in a Who knows? But that's my, that's my thought process. He did the colonoscopy prep. And that's how he ended up with 70 pounds of feces. And who was he sending it to? Who pissed him off enough to take the time to package up 70 pounds of crap. And here's the other thing. It had to get there. So in the process of getting there, is there some poor guy sitting in a cargo plane with mail packages and he is, there's a smell that can't be identified and throughout the entire flight. He's going, what is that smell? I don't, I don't see it. Partner. And he's going, dude, did you poo? Or did somebody just walk in and set it there? I don't, I don't, I don't think it ever made, because I think the, the post office that he took it to was the one in his town. Cause they said it was, uh, it was meant for someone up North or at a business further North. Because I didn't know he had already made it to the post office from another location somewhere far away. And, and, you know, no, I, th- I think that was the, cause they said that they knew who, it, who he was and they, they, you know, were going to his residence. He was, and he was taken to a, a, a hospital for, um, evaluation, which means that it was probably thought it was more of a, a mental issue, but again, it was just the visual of the bomb squad tech, the guy in like the 140 pound suit, just walking. Those are like face suits, you know, cause those things are heavy and he's just like chunk, chunk, you know, walking across the thing. And it's just like, they cut it open. Who? Oh God. They cut the box open. Cause they said they, they thought they knew what it was, you know, once it was, um, they x-rayed it and they cut it open. That's why I'm curious, like what the packaging was like. It's just, I'm just, yes, it, it, I might be, I am overthinking it. It just, these are just the questions that I ask and I, and I never feel hundred percent satisfied <laughs> because I just, I will always have more questions, but that was just Slidell. You really are. You're hitting the ball out of the park. I am very impressed with what Slidell is giving us. I'm very yeah, impressed. I mean, me too. Who knew? Slide to Louisiana. You got stuff going on and we like it. You do. We do like it. And I think that I'm going to make a stop in Slide L on my way to New Orleans in a couple weeks. So more to come. I'm pretty excited about to see what's going to happen here. I'm kind of excited. Well, you know how you can make them show up just like poop in a box and put it in the damn post office and they'll, they'll come. You don't have to go to them. <laughs> You know, I think I'll, I think I'll find another way to get their attention. Like, I don't know, show it with fresh baked cookies or, you know, something in anything, but pooing in a box. I don't think I have 70 pounds of poo in my body, but you know, I mean, we, and I don't want to test it to find out. So (laughs) let's just, let's just go to the next incident. And that again is in Jeffersonville and our little, (laughs) This, you know what? This incident is the gift that keeps on giving. They even put out the um, the video of the incident on Twitter. Official live did. 
I had to edit. I had to edit it down to the very end where it was just like. But let's just start yeah. from the beginning. Let's yeah, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> okay. I, I'm. I'm let's so. I'm just so. Beginning. I'm just. I'm just so it's excited exciting. about this it's incident ex- ex- that it's I can exciting handle. Exciting fodder for us, for sure. It is. Okay. But uh, so the guy gets pulled over because of, he's a shoplifter. In his car, they find shoes. Mm-hmm. They find Nautica cologne. He should be arrested find, for that. Um, that. That was a crime in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. They find Playtex baby grooming kit. Mm-hmm. That's before, and we'll talk a little bit more about what else they find, but that's what they can visually see in the car. Um, so they tell him that, that, you know, that they pulled him over because of him being a shoplifter and the merchandise is right there in his vehicle and he's denying it. And he's like, you pull me over every day. I get pulled over every day, but I'm very good at it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're, you know, you're good at it. And then he starts talking about how his wife cheated on him after 12 years and he wants to see the video. And, um, so they get the video, they see, they, they do get the video and they see that indeed it was him and indeed he did shoplift. So then they handcuff him and they start searching him. Yes. <laughs> Man pawn. We should do a commercial for that. <clears throat> yeah. Cause it seems he's got a problem and they start pulling this. Well, first when it fell, I mean, I don't know if you noticed it when it kind of fell out of his it tumbled or whatever yeah it tumbled yeah, it tumbled out it it, uh, it almost looked like a thin maxi pad with wings it had a weird shape to it you know what i mean so i thought and that's why i thought this dude is wearing a man pawn but then when it they started unraveling <laughs> it's a man pad a man pad no a man pawn girl because it was it was actual toilet paper and that is what and don't ask me how i know i i have Anyway, I have, I have brothers, you know what I mean? So, um, and, (laughs) but it was, it was just the unraveling of the tissue and him talking about his chafed balls and how they hurt and his nuts. To to quote him, his crotch was on fire. (laughs) He's going, my crotch is on fire. And he's got that thing wrapped up like a darn mummy. And I'm like, well, Dude, you need to let that thing air out. You can't wrap it up with an ace bandage or whatever that is. You got to let it air out. It was disgusting. And he's talking about his chafing. And then we get, you know, a a glimpse of what him, well, he was kind of fuzzed out throughout the whole thing. And then we got one glimpse of him sitting in the, in the car smiling. And then we see that, you know, he parts his teeth down the middle. Well, not really. He just has two, but that, that was the passenger. Oh, yeah, because he got in the car. That's what that, you know, because something was missing on his left leg, on his right leg. Oh, that was the passenger. See, I was thinking that that was was him. You know, they could have been twins. They didn't, they didn't look that far apart, you know, and in relation. Okay, so that was the passenger. And then this guy just keeps going on and on. And then the poor officer has to say, he actually has to use the words chafing crotchal region. Look, there's an easier way. There's, term. there's an easier way to say it. Dude, you got crotch rot. Okay. That's the term. That's, right. Crotch rot. That's, that's exactly term. what it is. Oh dear God. But then, so they, <laughs> they, they put it, they, you know, he's arrested. He, they, they send his passenger on his way. 
in order to talk about the passenger, we have to we have to talk about what else they found in the car. And I mean, come on. So they find a tooth. This is this should this would actually be a a great segue to another story later on in the episode, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. But they find a tooth in the ashtray, which looked like it was next to a um, some kind of poker used to do dabs or roll a joint. It was, this is weird. And then they week three people week three, they find a prosthetic leg in the trunk. There is a, there I mean, is why a was it in the trunk? Why was it in the trunk? If the poor guy needs, why would you keep it in the trunk? You'd see me. It seems like you'd want it handy. Exactly. And I mean, the whole thing just weirded me out. Well, I mean, first of all, I didn't even know. Okay, so I didn't even know cars still made ashtrays. I don't know what your vehicle that was, but I didn't even know they still made ashtrays. But it was a tooth tray. And so you just pop that thing out and you stick it in there for what? You're going to make a necklace out of it? I mean, what are you going to do with it? Why do you just put What is it for good luck? Is it to remind I, you of, of days gone by? Why are I, you keeping it? I have no idea. Is he waiting on the tooth fairy to give him a buck? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that whole thing. And and another funny part for me is when they cut back to the studio and Dan Abrams looks a little uncomfortable about the whole situation. (laughs) And then Tom Morris called the guy's junk his man bits. I cracked up. I was like, (laughs) we won't talk about you nuts or his balls. They're his man bits. So that's another great Tom Morris, you know. He's always got good ones. He really so does. Chafee, chafee ball guy, you know, it's man bits. We got it. That's good. I like that. It was <sighs> disgusting. The whole thing was disgusting. It, it really was. And, you know, and then we go from that, we head on down to your neck of the woods in Pasco, where mm-hmm. Deputy Ramus and Lennox have um, responded to a call of the guy who was upset that someone... <laughs> That someone jacked his hundred-year-old bottle of Jack Daniels. You know what? I have to say, I'd be upset too, and you would be upset too because I remember you. I don't know what you were thinking. Gave your bottle of hooch to your son for New Year's. Okay. Well, I don't drink, and I've I had a bottle of Captain Morgan sitting around, and I think my son was kind of coveting it. And so he was going to a New Year's Eve party, and he was like, "Hey, mom, can I have your Captain Morgan?" And I don't drink. I drink coffee. So I'm like, yeah, sure, you can have it. But then <laughs> there came a day, not long mm-hmm. after, and I don't even remember the specifics of the day, but it was an extraordinarily stressful day. I was really wishing that I had not given him that Captain Morgan. Because, you know, a little sip, a little dabble, do you? I, w- I would have liked to have had that, but I gave it to him. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I see the guy getting a little angry about this, but, you know, pulling a gun... Because of your hundred-year-old hooch is is being threatened to be open. That's a little much. That's a little. That's a little. You don't think so? Well, it. Did, I mean, if it was my last bottle of hooch and I didn't have any money for any more, and I had been drinking, and someone decided to pull that junk, I might get a little upset. But good to I, know. Mm, good to I'm know. Not, I, now I know. That's good to know. But to see, well, first of all, I don't, I don't drink, well, I can't say that I don't drink liquor because I love a Bloody Mary, but I'm, I'm a wine girl. You know, I love my Prosecco. I'm a Prosecco girl. So, you know, I, I, that's how I roll. So I'm just, 
you know what? Look, liquor <laughs> works a lot faster than a lot of other alcohol. And it, it, it gives people balls of steel and, you know, they're invincible. Not to be confused with our last story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with chafed balls, but balls of steel. You had balls able- of peel, not balls of steel. Uh, <laughs> 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 you gave me a visual with that. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so let's move on to the next story, which mm-hmm. is... It's back in Slidell. We're back in Slidell, aren't we? The next yes, story? For, for meth teeth incident number two. Yes. So Officer Estes has a couple <laughs> there. And um, repeat now, offenders. They're repeat offenders. But the thing, okay, so my first observation is that this dude is standing next to a gas pump chomping on gum and smoking a cigarette. Now it mm-hmm. is never advised to smoke a cigarette standing next to a gas pump, but he's doing it. And his lovely girlfriend is just standing there slack jawed, just kind of looking around. And, uh, do you want me to keep going or you want to add anything to just your first impression of these people? Well, first of all, they do have signs posted at gas stations where it's not a good talking about where it's not a good idea to smoke next to the pumps. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that maybe they were unable to read those signs. So yes, the chomp, the chomp, a strong person. This that 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 could that could be it. That could be it. They can read. I, I don't mean, know. You know, I mean, people that are on on math don't make the best decisions and. Their priorities are a lot different from ours. So I'm thinking that learn to read is probably down on the list. But right. it was just it was just the whole visual of, you know, they're smoking next to the pumps. He's chomping on something and she's got this, you know, just weird, like kind of blank look on her face. Like, why are you messing with us? You know, when she's like, mm, you know, the whole dead yeah. stare. Whatever. She's just mouth breathing. She's just standing there mouth breathing. And then he yeah. all of a sudden he goes, hey. And he's, he starts picking in his mouth, like he's sticking his dirty finger into his mouth and he's picking around and he's going, hey, and see, okay. So now at this point, I'm thinking he's got something stuck in his tooth. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, you know, we all get things stuck between our teeth and we all have, you know, we've all done it, but yeah. little did we know that what he had stuck between his teeth was an actual tooth. Well, the next thing that happened. Because he, yeah, he, he asked her, he said, is my tooth broke? Did I break my teeth? <laughs> my tooth and she's like and he's like she's all like looking in his mouth like she's a dentist and he goes is it bad and she's like yeah it's broken and he just keeps digging around and digging around and then you want to take it from him he pulls out his tooth (laughs) flings it across the parking lot he was mad at his tooth I mean the way he tossed it he was quite angry with that tooth so that tooth, and he needed to part ways anyway, because he just, t- I mean, he flung it like he was mad. And then just start smoking a cigarette again. <laughs> like, it's just another day. I have. Like, yeah, and I'm like, and, and, and but this is, a, this is a good example of how, well, not an example, but just how it shows how meth teeth occurs. So basically, the drug 
you know, works away at your gum line or whatever and messes up your teeth and then they get loose and they start to wiggle and people just either spit them out or toss them across parking lines. Okay, let's I mean, talk about her mouth for a minute because oh, Lord help her. Her mouth looked like she had taken a bite out of a squid sack. It looked black. Why did her mouth? I mean, it didn't look black to you. I'm like, what is math, going on with well, her mouth? It's math. That's what it does to your teeth. I mean, it's disgusting. Ew. It's like, oh, it was like ink. It was like she took a bite out of a squid ink sack or something. I'm like, oh, what is going on with her mouth? Yeah. And then, and then they, they, and then they start going through her stuff and they get her wallet. And all I hear is don't take my money, honey. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> you sound just like her. I was like, what does she just say? Don't take my money, honey. And I was just like, oh, gross. Like, I was, oh, good Lord, help me. And, and then he's like, the officer's like, um, Officer Estes goes, where do you work? And she goes, I get a check. That's where I get my money. And I, and not instantly I saw red. I was like, yeah. okay, so you, ha- you have money to, okay, so she's walking. Okay. Then they count the money and they're like, well, she's got $2,000 and an EBT card. Right. Oh, the side eye started going. Yes. Ooh, I was pulling a Kevin Lawrence. I was, my eyes almost got stuck in the back of my head. I got so irritated right. when she said that. So you're, right. so you're taking a government check. You have an EBT card and you're using your money for math. Right. And, and, and oh dear Lord, give me strength. Well, and, I think and not it's only that, where that money came from, Kayla. I think probably she got that money from the tooth fairy. <laughs> She's just been saving it. <laughs> you, know, uh, you would think that the tooth fairy would just bring her a whole new set of teeth. Right. I mean, come on. If the tooth fairy really wants to do her a solid, she just bring her a whole set of teeth. I mean, because and then not only that, the dude is hanging on to a counterfeit hundred dollar bill. Yeah. That he supposedly has been holding on to for a week. It's First of all, been there who, for a week. who hangs on to a counterfeit hundred dollar bill? Nobody. Because, you know, well, it, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't hang on to a hundred dollar, you know, a fake hundred dollar bill because I'm not going to be the one that tries to use it and get arrested. And if you no, do. We would turn it in because that's what we do. We would just turn it in and say, hey, can we be part of the detective team that figures out what happened, where this came from? That's you know what, what? We we're just adding on to our investigative list of, you know, projects that we need to look into further. But, if, but the, my main thing is, is that even if he did try to use it and didn't know that it was counterfeit, businesses will take the counterfeit bill and they will report it to the police and the police usually come and get it. Um, so why he was holding on to it, I, I, it, the whole thing was just strange. But well, then I have I th- another question okay. about her medication. Mm-hmm. Because her medication was in film form, and I didn't understand what that was about. And she was taking too many of the films. What was that about? I, I don't know. I you know I I I, I don't I just know. I never what heard of a film. I never heard of film. I I never yeah, I mean, sheets either, I mean, of film that she takes I, for medication. I had never heard of that before. Well, or maybe they're like in the the breast strips, like the Listerine breast strips, and it's a medication that's on there dissolvable. I have taken medication like that before, but it's okay. not. In, I mean, they look like individual packets, like they were samples. So I'm thinking that maybe she got those from like you know the the health clinic or something like that. You know what I mean? Because okay. she was like, "Well, it's my medication, and I can take it." Well, that's not really how it works. You're supposed to take it well, as directed, no, but okay. I I think. 
the piece de resistance, if <laughs> I mean, there were so many, was when they went to handcuff her and she looked just so shocked with her cigarette still in her mouth. <laughs> and she drops her cigarette onto the nasty um, gas station parking lot and mm-hmm. then asks the officer to put it back in her mouth. And he does it. So that was, I mean, and that is disgusting that to us. Disgusting. But in her world, that oh. is by far the least nasty thing she's had in her mouth. By far. And so I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. But I mean, that. I wonder what her breath yeah. smells like. Oh, I don't want to know. Pro- probably like Chase dude's balls. I guess. Do I don't know. Like a corpse. What does her breath smell like? That's gross. And then, right before they leave, then she has to go kiss him. And I was just like, that is so gross. They don't swap swap teeth. But but she wanted to make sure that her money was in her wallet, honey. Yeah, honey. Make sure you keep all my money in my wallet, honey. And it's just like. She don't walk. And then how. She don't walk. Oh, I can walk. Okay. Well, now that everyone has seen you on camera with $2,000 in your pocket live, good luck with that walk. And an EBT card. That's right. Don't forget that. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. So yeah, that, that was a, that was an interesting incident. I mean that, you know, I'll probably be talking about that one for the next few weeks, but you know, then it, then it just got better because, okay. So then we're, we're in Richland County and I was, Oh God, K-Law, Mastriani and Loriano. Come on. Does it get any better than that? I mean, maybe if we saw Deputy Deputy Newsom and canine Valley were to pop into the, you know, the screen, mm-hmm. then it would just been part because then we would have had like a kind of, you know, good selection of the department. But right. so Richland County, they pull over a lady. Um, Let's call her Shirley because I named her. Oh, so yeah, I her yeah, Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. Yeah, yeah. So they they she pull like Shirley, Shirley over. Yeah, <laughs> she did, and turns out she's a delivery driver and was on her way to make a food delivery. And, um, they were speeding. And as soon as they roll down the window, you see, um, K-Law kind of stick his nose up to the window. And then you see Mastriani on the other side. He sees that there's some marijuana or something, but I mean, literally they, you know, you have detective, um, Sergeant Leverett is the lie detector. Deputy K deputy Lawrence is the weed detector. He can smell weed from a mile away. And it's just, it just cracks me up the way he does that. So his, you know, his nose get, rivals any canine, I think, for sure. I, I you know what it does. I'm, I mean, it's impressive that you know. And, yes. but, but then again, I think to myself, is there really that much marijuana being smoked in South Carolina? I mean, I'm just I'm I'm asking, and I and I'm from South Carolina, so I and and I'm not smoking the marijuana and driving the streets of Richland County. So, I mean, is, is it just that rampant that, <laughs> well, based on the amount of pot that they have found and based on the fact that every time they smell it, they find it. Yes. I mean, that I, seems I, to it, be it, the case. It just blows my mind. You know, I mean, first of all, I mean, I don't even know if I would even know what marijuana smells like. So. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. I know you've never smelt it. Bougie. <laughs> okay. So anyway, back to the story. So Shirley and her, and her passenger, 
you know, they smell the weed and then they ask him to get out of the car mm-hmm. and they handcuff them for their own safety. And here's Shirley. I have never been handcuffed before. This is our first. Oh my goodness. I have never been in here. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, Shirley. This ain't your first handcuff rodeo. Who are you trying to kid? Mm-hmm. And and not and how- then K um then K Law goes, but when did you smoke? And she goes, like hours ago. He goes, It smells a lot fresher than that. She goes, All these kids have this loud weed now. You know, all these kids got that loud weed. Mm-mm-mm. Smells a little loud. <laughs> oh my god. I was dying when she said that. And poor um, Corporal Loriana's have to do the pinky test in her handcuffs because she keeps complaining oh. about how tight they are. So he does the pinky test. I have to admit that if I were to ever be pulled over and handcuffed, I would be that person too whining about how tight they are. And I understand they're not supposed to be comfortable, but I'm delicate. <laughs> I know. The whole thing for me with this story is because she, they were on their way to deliver you know, food from Sammy's Deli. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm thinking about the Dagwood that is in a bag and all of the beautiful meats that are now, you know, that are now marrying with the Italian dressing and the bread is getting soggier and soggier. And then I stop and think about, well, they were smoking weed very strong because it was loud weed in the car with your food. So then when your food gets delivered, does your sandwich taste like weed? Are you going to get a contact high from eating that Dagwood, that big giant, you know, sub? No, it doesn't work that that way. Okay, see, I don't know anything about it. I'm glad you're you're here to educate me. <laughs> Look, but I, I will never say smelled this. weed knows that it doesn't work I, that way. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I read a lot, but what I have but I will say this. I happen to think that, that that traffic stop is probably the best thing that ever happened to Sammy's deli. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people that know what Sammy Sammy's deli is in Colombia didn't know that they deliver. So I guarantee you that they're ching making some a little more bank off that I agree. And, and, and they tout that it's late night delivery oh well there you go so they I mean, know that the, pe- the people are booming business now drinking smoking I, marijuana having a sammy's uh wings and you know sub sandwich it's it all goes together well it also could be a good night for the passenger because he may have a whole new career <laughs> after, I doubt it after appearing on national television because when Kayla finds the the little lyrics written out on a menu from Sammy's did you see the lyrics that are written out I I saw I saw the lyrics I I was a little confused because they kept saying oh well no no we didn't write we didn't write that that was already there and it's like they were a little aggressive Something about Those crooked cops. I mean, you know, awkward. When your yeah. rap starts out with crooked cops, awkward. But mm-hmm. then K-Law tells the guy, give me a beat. <laughs> he it just took, breaks it, into two yeah, raps. Yeah, it took him a while. It took him a while to start. And I was like, yeah, he's he's not used to this. He's not. It, it usually doesn't take that long to throw down some, you know, a freestyle. But And when he did. Yeah, I know. Well, when he did, the first word out of his mouth was MFR. I'm like, okay, okay, beep. You just said MFR on TV. 
And then he's talking about the popo and he's talking about his girl. And I'm just like, oh gosh, this is, this is a wrap to nowhere. I don't want to hear and, and, and was Shirley his girl or was just Shirley his ride or die weed smoking friend? I, I'm thinking that Shirley might've been his girl. I mean, but oh. let's, Shirley was no girl. Shirley hadn't been a girl in many, 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 many years. <laughs> Shirley talking about the loud smells. Shirley is not a girl. Okay. I got it. I'm I'm picking up what you're laying down. Right. So Well, yeah, so so that hot mess incident then rolls us over into I mean, did you have anything that you wanted to add about that? Yeah, <laughs> the end. Um then, then we roll over to Lake County with Deputy Hurd. And I love Deputy Hurd. I mean, we don't get to see him enough. I mean, we don't get to see Lake County much right now. And I'm I'm hoping it's because of the weather and how they have tons of snow because they're taking a break from the show because I really, I mean, Lana Lamont's detective Lamont's. Then we had detective Carstensen. We have deputy heard, um, deputy Loeb and, um, Oh, what's the, what's the other detective's name? The little, um, cutie McPooty. Um, Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Anyway, they're a really good department, but this, This guy with the DUI who doesn't want, who didn't want to take a sobriety test. He's like, I'm going to fail him because I'm inebriated. I feel like I'm going to jail. And then yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> he's like, he's trying to turn the guy. He's like, no, stand in front of me right here. The dude looks like he's doing the hokey pokey trying to mm-hmm. face the officer. You know, he's like to the side, then puts his foot out. I was like, I kind of wanted to jump up and go, put your right foot in, take your yeah. right foot out. You know, I wanted to start doing it with him, but. No, he, he was, he was a little messed up. And then, um, then he goes, I have a little military in me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear hear what he said next? (laughs) Yes. He, he goes, well, that deputy's got a lot of military in him. (laughs) And then the drunk guy goes, Addie soldier. (laughs) And then, so there's, And he starts doing the test and he's failing miserably. And then he goes, now you're going to tase me. And Deputy <laughs> Her goes, why would I tase you? And he goes, it'd be funny. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the first one to stand up and say, please tase him. Cause you know how I love a taser. Yeah. And every time I hear that, I just get all excited. But I was just like this fool that, that shows how drunk he really is, is that he actually thought getting tased would be funny. So, you know, it wouldn't have been even as much fun to watch because I mean, if you have to ask for it, then that just kind of takes all the excitement out of it. Oh, and then I he's know. like, I'm a beaver. I'm inebriated. Well, I'm just really impressed that he said inebriated. I know. I know. But, Me yeah. too. And off to jail. He went. Yes, he did. We go now. This is, this is, a, I think this is one of the ones that I kind of wanted to talk about for a second. And then you were like, I don't think it was in your, but I think you did um, when we were talking about the Jeffersonville and Sergeant Leverett with the traffic stop and the dude. And yeah. I mean, the dude gets out of the car and I'm thinking there can't be any weed in this dude's car. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say he looked like a, you know, just an, you know, your average upstanding citizen, but I mean, he didn't look like he was up to no good, but he did. I he don't did. know. He had a, his trench coat, trench coat told a different story. I well, thought he was up to no good. There. It's cold up there. He needs something to keep him warm. And it was wool. And I just thought, you know, okay, this dude's not doing anything wrong. Well, 
There he goes. Leverett says, anything illegal in the car? Not that I know of. I mean, you know you're not supposed to say that. That just says, yes, there's something in my car. Do you know what started him getting pulled over in the first place? Did you catch that? No, I didn't catch that. What His was aunt it? had reported him missing. There was a missing <laughs> persons out for him. So his aunt is the reason that he's got a, you know, well, he didn't go to jail, but he did get caught with the, all the paraphernalia and everything. So he's got some kind of fine. So I would make, I would make my aunt have to pay that ticket. I would, I'd be like, because of you reporting me missing, which I wasn't, I get pulled over by Sergeant Leverett and his, you know, weed smelling lie detecting self. And now I have this crazy ass $600 ticket to pay. But he lied. But he lied. He should be happy somebody loves him. He should be well, happy there, somebody there are, loves there him. Are, there are other ways to show love and affection. Don't don't report me missing unless you absolutely know for a fact that I'm missing because I might be on a bender. I mean, not me personally, but I'm just speaking in general, like people that go yeah, on. Yeah, I know because you've never even smelt marijuana, so we all oh. know. <laughs> well, yeah. here's the here's the thing that I just kept laughing at because one minute, you know. Um, Sergeant Leverett's like, do you have this in there? And he's like, no. And he's like, are you sure? Well, yeah, I do. And it was like pulling teeth, no pun intended, based on this entire conversation. But every second, I mean, I just, do you have a, you know, do you have pot in there? No. Yes. Everything was no. Yes. Well, yes. Yes, I do. No. Well, yes. And then, yes, well, I do. Then and then Leverett goes, I'm going to ask you one more time. How many times have you lied to me? And the guy goes twice. He goes, okay, I'm going to ask you one more time. And I'm going to get up close and personal with you. <laughs> well, that's when there's a pipe in the glove box. There's a roach in the ashtray. And there's some residue in my coat. I'm like, when are these people going to damn learn? Don't lie true. to Sergeant Let's go to our next story because it's fun. It's happy. God bless America. God bless America in El Paso. Is yeah. that where we're at? That's the where we are. Kid. <laughs> I was so well, the confused. The call came out that it wasn't he wielding a, a sword. Isn't that what the original call was? There was a guy wielding yes. a sword or something? Yes, there was a guy wielding a sword and the officers pull up and it's a guy in American flag shorts and a trench coat and he... Is he's and he says that he's only guilty of having too much fun. <laughs> so the officers, the officers looking at him, and he's got like some kind of something going down out of his mouth, and he goes, well, "What's wrong with your lip?" And he goes, "Oh, it's dip." So he's got dip drip coming out, oh. you know, a trail of dip drip. It, it, oh, it's disgusting. And then the officer goes, "What's going on with your face?" Because I honestly thought at first that it was he had nicked himself with the sword that he was supposed to be carrying. Because he well, let me tell you what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was buckshot. It looked like buckshot to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I "Oh my gosh, was... he's had a terrible day." Yes, and then the the guy goes, "Oh, they're freckles. I'm the freckle face kid." And I was just like, "This dude did not just call himself a freckle face kid." But not only did he have freckles that he put on his face, they were green. They weren't even brown or black or, you know, red. They were green. Yeah, not a good color to choose for yeah. freckles at all. But Maybe then you can have an think, orange marker or something or a brown marker, but it wasn't a good choice. 
Yes, and he ha- and he had those these bionic glove looking things on his hands that he had just acquired from a yard sale for seventy five cent. And so <laughs> that he was, was a like, good buy. So, yeah, he he was all impressed with his his good you know deal of the day with his uh his bionic hands. But my favorite part is when he busts out in song. He started with the love boat. The love boat. And then I was like, oh, no. And then it it goes, oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. And I was like, hello. He actually got that out. I was a little impressed with um, Drunk Boy there. Oh, he would be a karaoke king if they didn't have to look at him. Oh my that, god. That whole other situation was, you know, tragic. But it, yeah, it was nice the, voice. Amer- yeah, the American flag shorts and yeah, yeah, and then he's all like and the officer's like, Well, why don't you just go home, you know, and 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 be and be happy. Take those freckles off your face because you're happy now and and because you know he only puts the freckles on when he's feeling sad. So the officer was I'll like, have to well, try that. I wonder if that works. So if I draw, if I'm having a sad down day, mm-hmm. if I draw freckles on my face, it's going to make me happy. So I'm going to have to try that and see if it works. I think you might need to try it tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Tomorrow absolutely. seems like the perfect day to try that berry out. I know. And, and then, and then they, you know, he had a plastic bag at his feet. And uh, the officer goes, well, what's in the bag? He goes, three beers, three beers for $3. Oh, God. Three beers for $3. Is that anything? Is that any? I don't know. I was thinking it might be, you know, similar to like three buck chuck that you get at Trader Joe's or something like that. You know, like it'll it'll do the job. You just got to drink a lot more of it. <laughs> Like Natty Daddy, maybe Natty, Natty Daddy. Daddy. That seems to be I, the live PD sponsored beer. It, it, it does, doesn't it? It seems like everybody's drinking Natty Daddy. Yeah, it does. Oh, good lord! And then um, the you know the last thing on Friday that was really kind of noteworthy to me was back in El Paso, which. Oh, love El Paso. Richland County, I, I love you. I really do. I am a Richland County team RCSD for life, ride or die. But El Paso, I love you too. And dang it, with the officer pulling, you know, getting the guy with the guitar, you know, um, case on his back at late at night, walking around in the middle of the street. And I was just like, oh, please don't let this be a repeat of last week's horrible performance. Well, they find that he, that he did have needles with black tar in them. Um, black two pair of pants. He was wearing two Two pair of pants. pants. Yeah. Cause the officer goes, you know, pull your pants down, but I don't want to see your junk. (laughs) Yeah. That, that was a very good command. Cause none of us wanted to see his junk. Yeah, I did. I did that. But he wanted to see if he actually knew how to play the guitar or if he, you know, or, or if he had just stolen it or something. So the guy pulls out the guitar and another YPD has talent moment. The guy was pretty impressive. Yeah, he got that guitar for $150 from Amazon yeah. and that was a good buy for him. Friday night, Friday night was hopping. I was very happy. It was hopping. It was a good night. It was a very good night. But it did it did put us in a little bit of a dilemma because we were like, what if Saturday night is just as exciting as Friday night? What are we going to do? We can't sit here and talk and recap for two hours. I mean, we could, 
But I mean, I mean, who's got that kind of time? But then on Saturday, thank you, Live PD Gods, for editing the show for us. It was kind <laughs> of like, it was, it was, usually you could say hit or miss, but this was like miss, miss, hit, miss, miss, hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was steady, but it was, you know, there were, there were talking points and then there were things that we could just sit back and, oh, well, we don't really need to go over this, which, which it was good because I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Like this podcast is going to be four hours long and people are going to hate us. So, especially since we, we also have a guest. So yeah, I was was pretty happy at that. Yeah. I think, I think I may have heard about this guest that we're going to have today. His name sounds a little familiar. What's his name again? His name is, um, well, it's a salty name. His name is Officer Morton. Is his first name Izod? No, I don't. I, I don't know his first name. You know what? I don't think he tells anybody his first name. Really? I think it's just Officer Morton. I think he's like Madonna, Cher, Officer Morton. Okay. We're not ever going to know his like. We're not going to know his first name. I don't think he's. Um, Another thing to put on our investigative list. That's right. I'm going to find out what his first name is. Well, based on looking at him, he looks like a maybe a Todd. <laughs> Todd Morton, or what about Christopher Morton? Yeah, or maybe he's a Sean. Can he Sean? be a Sean? I don't know. If I if or my first name was Sean, I don't like Justin. Um, uh, well, we'll have to give that some more thought. Okay. But back to live on <laughs> tributary on Saturday with the opening um, incident in pa- <laughs> in Pasco <laughs> County. I mean, I don't want to generalize, and I know I say that a lot, but Pasco. Some um, well, actually, let me just rephrase. This. And I'm not you. You are the exception. There are like four exceptions. Okay, and but Florida makes it too easy sometimes. You know what okay, I mean? Don't, uh, hey, tread lightly. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's snowing everywhere else in the United States of this America. And so people come to Florida for the warm winters. So all the fruitcakes that are up north, you know, in the Midland states, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and wherever, you know, they come south. And so we end up with all the weirdos. But I can promise you this, not one of those weirdos is probably a native Floridian. So how about that? So anyway, Pasco County and the dude right out the gate, nasty attitude, holding a big old like four pound chunk of ham. That, now, was a ham butt. To- that was a ham butt sandwich right there. That was not I, even I, like a piece of ham. That was an entire ham butt. Yeah, I don't know what ham butt is, so please explain to me what a ham butt is. A ham butt is a, is a you know, how like you have different cuts of meat. Well, a ham butt is a cut of meat. And it's a big, it's- like, big chunk of ham, and it's a ham butt. That's what it's called, a ham butt. And that's, a, is you it, know, is Boston it butt. You butt? never heard of a Boston butt? Yeah, but I don't eat that kind of stuff, so I don't I don't know what they look like. So I'm saying what I'm asking is a ham butt, is it is it part of the pig's butt? Or is that just assuming the name of it? that it's probably in that fatty, assy region 
like you know, but just like the cheek part. Oh, I'm assuming. I don't really know. I've, I haven't. I, I don't know the breakdown, but I do know that they make delicious pulled pork. Bleh. Ham butts are delicious pulled pork. Anyway, back to him. He's got this yes, giant ass ham sandwich sitting there gnawing on it with an attitude. Yeah. And then you've Both got his attitude. poor roommate. His poor roommate is standing there in his underwear looking wide-eyed like, save me. Please yeah. save me. I felt <laughs> I felt really bad for the guy. I really did because it was like he didn't want to say anything in front of him. So, you know, he didn't. And I'm not, I'm not 100% um, happy with the way they handled this situation. If Just because the guy was eating a four-pound piece of ham butt and talking a bunch of, you know, junk and, you know, trying to cut up with the officers. That doesn't make up for the fact that his roommate felt threatened and they just were like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, just keep your door locked. And if he starts again, just give us a call back. Now, I, I, I'm not a Well, the poor officer. guy, when, when he was pulled outside, when the roommate was pulled outside, his first words were, he's an effing lunatic. Yeah. And I think that we saw a little bit of his lunacy at the very beginning and, and then he switched up. I mean, it was his personality completely switched up to suddenly he's like this nice guy that wants to talk about his shitty house. So, yeah. you know, but I did feel really, really bad for the roommate because I think he did. He, number one, he didn't want his roommate to know that he was the one that called. Can you imagine how yeah. that would have gone down? Yeah. So I felt bad for him. I did feel a little bit bad for him. But then, you know, ham guy, ham hawk decides he's going to give a tour of his lovely abode. Ugh. My God. It was a disaster. That was disgusting. I mean, that all that mold. I'm pretty sure your walls are not supposed to be furry. It was disgusting. They're not. They're not. Yeah. It, it was, seemed like he was kind of proud of it. Yeah. And he was, was just, weird. I guess, and I, I guess it was, uh, the, the, there was a flood or something in Pasco at one point. Cause he, he said something about it flooded I mean, I don't, I mean, did they get a lot of water during the hurricane? There was a hurricane. A, yeah, absolutely. There but was a lot of water damage. Past, yeah. there, there wasn't this past hurricane, was it? I mean, because that, that place looked like it's been abandoned for a hundred years. There was wood. It's been just, one of the other hurricanes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it does, the mold does grow very quickly here because of the humidity and the heat. So it could have been the last hurricane. But then he's showing off his artwork on the floor like this, you know, pentagram and whatnot and then he's like oh there's some dog shit right there but look at my artwork next to the dog shit and i'm like are you <sighs> yeah and then he said someone died in here and then i'm like well yeah i'm sure they did and and if y'all don't get out of there somebody else is going to die in there breathing exactly. all this worse yeah it was the, the, the whole thing was just weird it was it's was just weird but yeah let's so move on to um arizona where we go into a situation where there was a domestic violence um, occurred with a drunk guy. And we walk in, the camera goes into the home and he's laying on the floor screaming like an idiot. Oh, no, that was, yeah, Pinal, Pinal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you mean the, the drama queen? Oh, good Lord. This moron. I mean, he just- he disrupted his whole family. You got grandma sitting over there in the recliner. He's laying on the floor screaming. You have all this beautiful food, the stew that's on the table. And, you know, there's some 
good stuff going. I mean, it was, it looked like it was like a nice family night and he's got to ruin it with his drunken ass. And he's laying there screaming about his foot. His, he, he was an, he, he made me so angry. Did he make you angry? You know Look, he should have been nominated for an Academy Award for best dramatic performance. This fool was just too much. I mean, he, he was just, you know, good Lord. I, I know that men are babies when it comes to pain. I mean, I, I get it, but it, oh, I would, he wasn't in pain. Him. He, he didn't want to go to jail. Itis. That was his problem. Yeah. And he was, and he wasn't even a good actor and he, and of all the body parts to pick, why didn't you pick a heart attack? Why are you going to pick a gout? Why not? Why, why would you pick that? Why don't you choose a heart? You got chest pains. What a dummy. Yeah. I would have believed a heart attack. He didn't seem to be in Look, the best. I mean, he was a little overweight. He didn't seem to be fed. He was sweating profusely. I mean, I would have be- that could have been a little bit believable, but a, a foot ache? What a, what, oh. a, what a maroon. He was a maroon. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was just, yeah. I mean, that's all we can really say about that whole incident was just, you know, I got, I finally had to mute the TV because I got tired of hearing his mouth. Yeah. It was like and then, hey, and nobody brought me aid and, you know, yeah, and a poopy but, diaper, whatever. He was a big baby. Well, the officers help him into a chair and then, you know, they go to another incident or whatever. And then they come back to Pinal and the dude is in the floor again. I'm like, well, he, had to, he was trying to make it believable. He was writhing in uh, foot pain. It's ridiculous. Well, I think we should wait. I once went to Win Dixie. Let me tell you something. I have a problem with kidney stones and I have them quite often. I had to go do grocery shopping. I had no choice. My family needed to eat. I I had a kidney stone. I was not taking pain medication because I had to drive. I go to Winn-Dixie. I go to the bathroom in Winn-Dixie. I passed the stone in the bathroom of the Winn-Dixie and then I finished my shopping. Yes, I did. You deserve an award. I should. I should get an award. And if anybody's ever had a kidney stone, you know how painful it is. It's extraordinarily painful. But I did that. Well, here's my question. Is the Winn-Dixie anything like the Piggly Wiggly? Yes. Okay. I'm not, I'm just not familiar. You don't know what a Winn-Dixie is? I mean, I've I've heard of Winn-Dixie. And I think there may have been a Winn-Dixie, a Winn-Dixie. Now now I'm saying, now it sounds like I'm saying Wendy's, but um, a Winn-Dixie. I mean, it, it was, it had to have been many, 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 many years ago when I was younger, because in, you know, as a kid, um, the grocery stores in South Carolina were the Piggly Wiggly, <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it is similar to that. I mean, it's a, yeah, okay. it's, so maybe, it's like a market, you know, it's maybe like, a, yeah, it's a market. It's a nice market. I, I, I'm glad that I do have a Winn-Dixie place, but I prefer a Publix. I am a Publix girl, oh, but I love Publix. Publix I love Publix. Whole Foods. I do love Publix, but yeah, Winn-Dixie is good. It's, it's a good store, but okay. yeah, I just, I just wanted so, to make sure, uh, I gave birth in the Winn-Dixie bathroom. It should be a movie. No, you anyway. did not. I birthed. Oh, 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 okay. I was, I, I thought we were, you know, I thought this, I was like, wait, isn't there a movie about this already? But it happened. There in is. She had a baby in a Walmart and I had a <laughs> kidney stone and a Winn-Dixie and I think it should be a movie. But anyway, oh my God! Okay, so en- enough of Pinal. N- then we go. Okay, Miss Miss hit. Let's hit just real quick on El Paso, and <sighs> the chick in the McDonald's parking lot, and well, the car of three chicks in the McDonald's parking lot. Now, 
I know, first of all, um, I, I just, I have a feeling that there was a missed opportunity here because I think that chick should have been given a DUI test or a you, sobriety me, test. and everybody on Twitter, you, me and everybody on Twitter. It was the question of the night. She was acting a total fool. Like I wanted to go through the screen and just slap the holy hell out of her. I mean, yes. ha, you're, you're up. Okay. Oh dear Lord. Give me strength. Fast forward all the other, the stupidness that she was spouting off. Then the officer goes into the McDonald's and wants to know. Wait, okay, let's so, back up. Let's just let's okay. just let in case somebody missed what was happening. Okay. They were at the window and they were raising hell at the window because they were not getting their food order correctly. They were not receiving their food. They had not paid yet. Yeah. So I don't know what their problem was, but you and got all the, you got drunk girls yeah, in she, the back seat, yeah. and this chick's the designated little Miss Malvy is the designated driver who, in my opinion, just like you, had no business driving. So, yeah. okay, now proceed. So, and they told her to pull up to the second window. Well, she skipped that part and just went and parked. Mm-hmm. And so she never paid for her food, so they canceled her order. So when the mm-hmm. officer gets there, he's like, um, well, you know, what's going on? And she's like, well, you know, we're, they're drunk and she's blaming it on her friends. You know, they're all drunk or whatever. And they just want their food and they're mad that they didn't get their food. So he goes into the McDonald's and finds out that, you know, well, we canceled their order because they were being irate at the window and weren't making any sense. And he goes, the driver and the guy at McDonald's says, yeah, the driver. And he goes, well, I'm going to go get them and have them come in and, and do their order. So he goes back out to the car and the woman is on the phone with the police. And then says, well, I called the police. And he goes, I am the police. He goes, she goes, well, you wouldn't, you weren't helping me get my food. In what universe is it an officer's responsibility to get your drunk ass some food? First of all, that that would have been my first clue to yank her ass out of that car and do some kind of sobriety test. That was the moment. But, but he went inside and got her food. No, he, he went in with her to get her. Yeah. He walked her inside yeah. to make sure that she got her food. I don't understand so why this went down the way that it did. It was very yeah, confusing sir. to me. She's mistaken him for a fast food employee, and yet she gets to drive away. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand how that yeah. went down. Here, this, Maybe this he knew enough. something we didn't. So she, they. But the thing was, she said that they had left brunch. Well, how the hell long was brunch? They Unless had been at that brunch. That's what she said. Is that the name <laughs> yeah, of the bar? Yeah, yeah. Is there a bar named know. brunch? I don't know. Maybe we should investigate. That's a weird name for a bar because, I mean, I would just want to go there and eat, but okay. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, she annoyed me. That. She annoyed me too. So enough of her. I don't want to give her any more attention. Okay. So next we go to Pinal and there's a young man who gets pulled over and <laughs> the officer starts asking him if he has weed in the car and his response is, oh, no, I haven't done weed. I haven't smoked weed since I was in high school. And I, my mom raised me right. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this out of the gate, okay? I'm a mom. Leave your mom out of it. Because especially if you know that you've got weed in the car, it's not going to turn out well for you at Mm-mm. all. If no. you bring your mom into this scenario, as we saw. Because mm-hmm. then they take him out of the car. They start searching his car. And they find, you know, like a hash oil kit where he's making a hash oil. Yeah, he, yeah, he had, yeah, he had a, 
um, like an oil kit and he had a rig, which is what, and, a, and he had a high um, flame butane lighter. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's, he's an immediate liar. Well, he's, and no, then no, they, he's, he's a chemist. He's a chemist. Uh, yes, yes. His mom wanted to make sure he got a higher education. So this dude mm-hmm. is, you know, proficient in chemistry. His mom should be proud of that. She should be she very should. proud. <laughs> Until they open the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and when, you know what, and I, when I saw that duffel bag, I honestly thought, you know, this can either go w- one or two ways. One, they're going to find a bunch of marijuana wrapped up in bricks like we usually find. Or it's going to be a pleasure chest. <laughs> Which, of course, you and I were both praying for. <laughs> yes, we were. Please let it be a treasure chest. Which, you know, it was It was a gift. It was. So why don't you describe what was, what was in the bag? <laughs> well, they started, the first thing they pulled out was a collar and leash. A metal, a chain link collar and leash set. Then he had um, a ball gag. Now these are all bondage toys that they were pulling out. Not your not your run of the mill vibrator or condoms or anything like that. These were full on, you know, tie me up, tie me down, spank me, smack me, that kind of stuff. So, and then my favorite part was the paddle. So, <laughs> the slapper and it's and its little word of choice on it. So. Yeah, the slut slapper. Right. The the slut slapper. (laughs) Yeah. And then, okay, so then the officer goes up to him and says, "Uh, dude, what's in the trunk? And I'm thinking at that point, this kid's going to say, well, figuratively or literally, (laughs) because, (laughs) you know. And then he says, well, you know, I got to keep my sex toys in the car because of my mom. Again, with his mom. Mm Mm-hmm. So as a mom, you know, this woman is probably watching this and she, she's, things are starting to all come together for her. And she's remembering days of taking her little boy to Chuck E. Cheese and he's in the <laughs> ball pit and he's shoving balls down the back of his pants or in his mouth. Right. Or in his mouth. And, you know, then she's thinking, I wish he would have used that ball gag when he was using my name during this whole situation because she was mortified and uh yeah I just really feel bad for the mom that you know she had to witness her son's habits I I have I have a question yeah since you are a mom Mm -hmm. if this, this situation were to have happened to you say if it was one of your children I'm I'm just I mean what I mean, and you were watching TV, you know, one night as people cross country do watching live PD. Yeah. <laughs> what what would your reaction be like? I mean, I I know you're not going to be. It's not a proud moment, but I'm just I'm just curious. Like, what's the reaction of a parent witnessing on live TV what your your child carries in their trunk that's not just a jack and a spare tire and maybe a first aid kit? <laughs> I mean, okay. it could, I could consider oh. a first aid kit, but. The first thing I do is turn my phone off because I don't want to hear from anybody at that juncture. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, I would have to ask my son, have you ever heard of a bedside table? Uh, because that's where most people keep their, their quote unquote toys. Mm-hmm. And I, 
you know, I don't know how I would react as a mom. I would be, I would be completely mortified. I, I would tell, I would probably take that paddle, that slut paddle and beat his ass because <laughs> why did you use my name, use me and your little deviancy on national television? Why would you ever mention my name? It's uncomfortable. It's gross. It's awkward. Why are you thinking of me in that moment? Bend over. Oh, never mind. You're going to enjoy this. So I'm not going to beat your ass. You're, there's something wrong with you. And that's, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle uh, it. Yeah, that was, you know, I think this was the second time since we've been watching live PD where it, they've gone in someone's trunk. But the first time, remember, it was the guy with the the serial killer kit. Remember that? It was up, I think, yeah. up in Jeffersonville or something. That was scary. And that was. And he had like, that Oh, that was just bizarre. And it's like, yeah, you know, we they find all kind of things in trunks. But I'm thinking that those things that stick out in your mind, like what, like, it was like, I mean, it was, maybe he was getting ready to go to a, a fetish club or something like that. And they carry their wares with them, you know, I, <sighs> uh, but it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, to me, it's just, it's baffling, you know? And yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would just be like, why can't you play video games like the rest of your friends? What the hell is wrong with you? It's just, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's that was weird. That was weird. So yeah. <laughs> the last thing that I that I wanted to touch base on, and I think the last one for um for you too was the incident in Richland. We didn't we didn't really touch base on the whole um the car chase at the beginning with uh you know Blanding and K Law where the guy the stolen car right. and then they go down you know the dark road that has a dead end and the officers knew beforehand that they were going to jump. So, <laughs> but I was, it was impressive landing taken off after that guy and actually catching him. So that was pretty cool. But this incident is involved. It was recorded earlier and it was involving, um, corporal Loriano, who was our guest last week. And the guy who wanted his AR 15 gun from his irate and ratchet, girlfriend because they weren't broken up that was his fiance oh his fiance oh yes they are engaged to be married well she was ratchet that's what she was because she was screaming on the front porch about how no one's going to go in her car she's not unlocking her car for anybody the cops can't make her unlock her car and she's just going on and on and on and she's on the phone so it's just and mark laurie's like don't scream at me i mean she's like ain't nobody get in my car Ain't nobody, you you ain't getting shit. I mean, she's just out there screaming at the top of her lungs. And I loved it when he told her, when uh, Corporal Loriano told her, you're being childish. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being her neighbor? That's what I kept thinking. I even tweeted about it. Oh, I'm my like, God. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure her neighbors love her voice. I'm sure that they've really grown accustomed to that voice. Because she and I would be going at it. If I had to listen I, to that screaming biatch on a daily basis, she and I would have a, a major issue. Yeah, like nails on a chalkboard, honey. Nails she on was a chalkboard. So loud. And I felt, I mean, and this guy's like, but then he's like, well, we ain't breaking up. I still love her. <laughs> I'm like, what? <sighs> so, yeah. Couple around, that, I had to call his lieutenant, and uh, she came and. She talked some sense into the screamer. <laughs> she said, "She said, don't give her, don't give her any side eye. Don't, don't give mm. her, don't look at her." He goes, "She goes, let me try and work this out." 
I mean, yep. it was just, it was just hilarious. It was just too and much. And he got his gun yeah. and everybody lived happily ever after. <laughs> I don't know if it was happily ever after. His ears are probably bleeding at this moment from her yelling. Bless his heart. I yep. know. <sighs> it was a good weekend. I won't lie. It really it was. was. It, I was an, it was a good weekend. And now I, uh, I, I hope that I, you know, added something to the, I'm a little preoccupied because I have jury duty tomorrow and I'm kind of dreading it. So I'm not in my typical, you know, happy go lucky mood. I'm dr- I, I got to have I, a root now. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah, I, mm, I don't envy you this. Um, I've never been on a jury duty situation. I'm interested to hear how it goes. I know my husband's always hoping for jury duty, but he doesn't get it either. But, um, yeah, but I think, I think you'll be fine. I I think that, you know, just try, (sighs) I know it's easier said than done girl, but I think you'll get through it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take plenty of pictures if they let me, because my County is, uh, Wakula County on steroids. So it'll be interesting to see the jury pool, the cesspool that is the jury pool. So I will be taking pictures. Well, another, another thing, another thing you could do is, well, I would, I would take a bingo card. (laughs) I'm serious. I would, I would print out a bingo card and I would just put it in your book, you know, just use it as a, as a, and I would just, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) You know, I'm just gonna play my own live PD, yeah. PD bingo while I'm sitting there. You'll you'll see a handgun because the the officer of the court, you know the the what are they, what are they called the officer that's inside bailiff, the courtroom? A bailiff. Yes, the bailiff. They ha- they have um fire. They have guns on them. Um, I'm sure there'll be a, a situation with meth teeth. Um. I'm sure there were. There will I be mean, that. There will be that. Maybe some will be wearing socks and slides. That's going to happen, no doubt. I mean, you never know. There Someone could be barefoot. There are going to be exposed feet that have no business being exposed. I know I'm going to see that for sure. Uh, is there a dress code for jury duty? Well, there is sort of a dress code. I mean, if anybody took the time to look it up, which I did, of course, you're supposed to you know, dress decent and nice and, you know, like – Maybe like Sunday, go to meeting kind of nice, but I'm not doing that because I know where I live and I'm going to be comfortable. So I will be dressing up a pair of jeans, but you, I mean, you do have to dress nice. If you're actually on the jury, you do have to look decent, but they can't really tell you. I mean, they would, a wife beater would be frowned upon for sure. Well, maybe that's Um, the way of them getting out of jury duty is if they show up ill dressed. Or you could just say that you co-host a podcast that recaps live PD episodes and that you 100% back the blue. And I'm pretty sure I'm out the door at that yeah, point. Yeah, that would be that would be a conflict of interest. I'm using it. I think you should. This is my big excuse to get out of it. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think it would be interesting to be in a jury, but unfortunately I'm not in a position, you know, because of most of you know that I have a dog that I have to care for and he has issues and I can't be away from him for days. It would be interesting to be on the jury. I would, I probably would enjoy that, but I can't. So I know that this is just a colossal waste of time for me, but it's my well, we'll civic be, duty. We'll, and I'm going to do it. Well, we'll be expecting a update next week. When we talk, we'll get a full report. report. What's that ringing noise? Do you hear a ringing noise? Oh, it's the phone. Answer the phone. Hurry, it's our guest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
All you crazy kids are following him on Twitter or watching his videos on YouTube. Everybody welcome Officer Morton. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on? How are you today? Uh, Still trying to wake up. I've been on a night shift for the past six months. And, you know, I said I would get on this interview today with everybody. And, of course, you know, with the things naturally play out. I found out Friday that this coming Monday here tomorrow, I have to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning. Um, cause I have to get ready for a grand jury for a felony case. So it's just really on my whole weekend out of whack with my sleep uh, pattern yeah. and everything. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. One of us was a little stressed out earlier because they thought they had jury duty tomorrow and she me. learned to- <laughs> and she just learned that she's out of it. So she's super excited now. I'm pretty, yeah, I was pretty bummed, but now my day tomorrow is freed up because I don't have to go to jury duty. So I'm pretty excited about that. So anyway, um, oh, well that kind of sucks that your sleeping patterns are getting all jacked up at the last minute. Yeah. It's, said it's, it, go ahead. Oh, and I was saying, you know, and you said it was for a felony case. I mean, can you give us like any little tidbit or just what the felony was? Well, well, this one, it's, it's nothing, you know, colorful and, and, and interesting. It's simply um, firearm by a felon. Um, we had a guy that, you know, uh, like a lot of your frequent flyers, he's often intoxicated and uh, one of the, I guess you'd say, repeat customers. Mm-hmm. And um, he'd been called out to the area before for him. And, you know, that some of the people that call always say that, you know, he's threatening or brandishing a firearm um, when he's out there uh intoxicated and, and and causing the scene and you know every time we respond you know of course either he's not there or we don't find it and uh this last time we went down there and the subject he was already gone like usual you know he wasn't around to be found um but we went by his residence and and you know we were speaking to some people and just trying to figure out what all happened and uh while we're in the residence we uh received permission to you know look around and of course lo and behold right there beside his bed is a rifle, which was described by some of the callers. And I mean, you know, yeah, you ask the people in the house and they say, oh yeah, that's, that's his. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's nothing, like I said, it's nothing really wild or exciting, but nevertheless, it's, it's, a it's finally a solution to an ongoing problem. Yeah. I, I always ask myself, like these people, like the, you know, repeat customers or frequent flyers, they, it's, it's like their behavior. They know what the consequences are of their actions, but they continue to the behavior anyway. I mean, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, they're kind of like in control of their future and yet they keep doing the same over and over again. Right. And, and it just boils down to, you know, just doing what they want to do in the moment um, and, and not thinking it through, you know, if they were making sound decisions to begin with, I guess they wouldn't be a frequent flyer in the first place. That's right. True. Well, you we don't I'm catch the smart ones. Remember that? Doesn't somebody say that on live PD? You don't ever catch the smart ones. That would be Tom Morris. That's what he says. Yes. That's what he says. Yes, okay. Have. So were you able yeah, to watch me? Were you able to watch any of live PD this weekend? Yeah, I, I did get to catch uh bits and pieces. Now, granted I was, I was working some throughout it, but, um, I was there as a, uh, well, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm I'm a sergeant at my department, and I was there this weekend as you can say backup or just supervisor position. So I wasn't a primary response officer. So I was able uh, 
throughout the night to catch bits and parts and able to chat with some of the live PD nation during the show. Well, what did you think about what happened on, uh, of what you saw primarily Friday <laughs> night? Because we always see these gross things. Always. It's, you know, boxes of poop, people pooping, you know, sex right. toys make it. What, what is your crazy, the craziest thing that you've seen? What is it like when you're out doing patrol and you, maybe you had to pull somebody over? What is the grossest thing that you've had to come in contact with? I, I don't know about the oh. grossest thing. As, as You know, I guess it depends on your level of stuff. Um, sex toys is actually quite frequent as people that are watching the show are starting to find out. Um, <laughs> you know, some, some of these people, I don't, you know, I guess they still live at home with parents and stuff like that, even when they're in their 30s and 40s. And so they probably, maybe that's the reason they keep stuff there. but. Or, or, you know, they have other people sharing that house. But I, I think one of the worst things I run into quite often is um, when you're dealing with uh, intoxicated subjects is they have a tendency to, I guess, not be able to control themselves. And, and, and whether, you know, they're in their vehicle, you're out there frisking them down or you're transporting them to jail in your patrol vehicle. If they have to go, they're going to go and they usually don't tell you. Or if they do tell you, you have about 30 seconds to make, you know, something happen. <laughs> it's so I, I mean, it's, it, it happens frequently it's it's to a point where i keep and one of our old we'll say out of date uh raincoats in my vehicle and i keep it in a ziploc bag and when i have somebody like that i just go ahead and lay it out across the back seat well that's smart you're like a boy that scout smart. that's very smart that's so gr- i don't know how y'all do it it's so gross well, you put all four windows down and, and, you know, get there as quick as you can. Yeah, I guess so. You got to do what you got to do. No pun intended. Well, <laughs> I'm just, sometimes I'm a 14 year old boy. I'm just it just cracks me up. Okay, sorry. Just, you know, I'm just imagining, you know, because I'm sorry, but, you know, cops typically tend, you know, you think of them as like these, you know, strong people with like their kind they of are. And their stern face and, you know, and then this incident like that, you know, like I was thinking I was asking Donna not too long ago, just like if you're one of the officers that has to respond to a call like that as backup, do you tend to drive a little slower hoping someone gets the situation before you do? Or do you just... I'm going to say when it comes to one of those things where you know it's going to be one of those interesting moments like that... You know, somebody you're used to. The thing is, you know, when you're working for other people, you almost got a good idea where everybody's at at all times. And if I'm closer to, to you know, this call than another officer, but yet I'm the last one on scene, then I'm going to, you know, have a hard time and I'm going to catch yeah. some repercussions mm-hmm. from the other officer. So, yeah, that's one thing. As much as you might regret, regret having to go to some of these calls, one of the last things you want to do is be the guy that hides or you know, doesn't do his part. So, you know, if you're the That's closest true. one, you just, it's just your, you know, it's your luck. The bot, the bottle has spinned, it's landed on you and it's your time, you know? Wow. Well more, <laughs> God bless you because <laughs> I would be the one that would be, you know, dragging in the very last second after everything's done. Oh, oh, I'd get a flat tire on the way. That's why I'm not a police officer. officer. <laughs> I want to talk about your following because you, because of your following and because of your, um, you know, your tweets and everything, you kind of got a little company crush with Krispy Kreme. 
<laughs> I want to know how that came about because let me tell you, first of all, happen? yeah, I'm, je- I'm jealous of that because you, <laughs> yeah. got some ni- you got some nice swag at Christmas too. I saw that t-shirt. So. Yeah, they, 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 they keep uh, sending you donuts. Good. How does that keep happening? Yes, yes. I, I guess they uh, want to keep me healthy and fed. You know, the mm-hmm. best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> to be honest, you know, it's when you think back on a love story, sometimes it's hard to, you know, really remember how it exactly started. <laughs> I, I guess I need to put thought into it, but I, I can't. I can't really uh, remember how that started. To be honest with you, was it was it the way the glaze just sparkled? <laughs> I mean, that's a nice. How romantic of you! You sound exactly like my husband. Well, I can't really remember how it all started, but here I am. That's it. I mean, true, true was, love knows no beginning. Was it the sweetness of her curves? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I mean. Well, look, I Let mean, me I, have to a, I have a question now. Since since you can't remember your love story, let's 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 talk about your uh, relationship with Twitter. Why okay. are you in Twitter jail again? What is this all about? What's going on <laughs> with this? <laughs> why, why are you incarcerated day, uh, by Twitter? I know this has become a, about a day uh, every weekend thing. It seems like, um, but yeah, you know it. When when I'm on Twitter jail and every time I get put in this, I always have people ask me, you know, what does it mean? And what it is, is I've been restricted to my actions of what I can do. Um, so when I'm quote unquote in Twitter jail, the restriction I'm receiving is that I'm no longer allowed to click the little heart, the, the favorite, the like button on any more posts for, you know, an undetermined amount of time, which usually ends up being roughly, I think, about 24 hours, give or take for me. Oh, well, God oh. forbid Krispy Kreme tweets you. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> you can't give them a heart. But I can reply. I can uh, reply to it. And and it comes up, you know, anybody else, I mean, everybody here follows, you know, the Live PD and the Tweets and Live PD Nation. And there's just so much going on during these weekends on Friday and Saturday. And, you know, like this weekend, for instance, you know, not only am I trying to watch the show and, I, and I'm trying to you know, keep up and tweet about it and, and try to interact a little bit. Um, but I'm also working and stuff like that. And it gets um, a little overwhelming to have a chance to reply to everyone at that moment. So when yeah. I'm going through and I'm seeing all these tweets about it, then I like to hit the little favorite button or the the heart or whatever you want to call it, the like. And that lets people know, hey, I see this tweet. I like this tweet. I'm here with you. And, you know, a lot of times later, I'll try to go back and that's when I'll reply and stuff. It could be a day or two later, um, but it's just too much at that time. And so, you know, during those two days, and usually it happens on the first one on Friday, I've done it so much that I, I guess maybe it's an automated thing where I get restricted and kicked out of it. How long does it last? Uh, it I think it's roughly hours? Like four hours. Yeah. Wow, this yeah. Sometimes it, um, Sometimes it kind of, I guess, just fixes itself like a time frame thing. And then, you know, other times I've, sent you know messages to support or you know we tweet out so much stuff and and sometimes i get a generic reply back and it says that all of my restrictions have been lifted and i have full access again <laughs> That's well i'm it up because i didn't really i've never heard of it before i've never really heard of twitter jail so i didn't know what all that was about and then i could tell that you could answer people so i was i didn't know what it was about so i'm glad you cleared that up but you're gonna have to slow your roll so you don't keep ending up in twitter jail i guess you got to shake well, love well, to your people, to your fans, though. So, 
That's hard. We'll, we'll I, just have to, y'all just have to bail me out every weekend because I don't plan on slowing down. <laughs> well, that's oh good. We'll God. do our part. Live PD Nation broke Twitter. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> There's just so much traffic. Well, sometimes I can't keep up either, and it's just it it is overwhelming. I understand, and sometimes people don't understand that you know higher volume accounts. Just imagine the notifications that come through, and it. In the beginning, for me, right. it was, uh, you know, I, could, I couldn't keep up, and I felt bad. I felt that, you know, I needed to at least let them know that I saw their tweet or their question. So then I, I finally had to say, I can't do notifications during the show. I, I just can't do it. And then I do like you. I go, and, you know, I go back. And then I also search our hashtags. So, you know, because so sometimes people, they just don't want to bother you with, you know, tagging you. So they'll just use your hashtag. And so that's what, right. that's another way that I've I've seen a lot of um, interaction between the fans on the show and stuff like that. So it's it's interesting that you know to hear an, another person's perspective of that part of Twitter. Okay. Um, so I can just I can just imagine you know because um, I don't have to deal with any of the um, the craziness like you would as far as like you know I'm sure the questions or the you know, the swooning and the, the, you know, the kissy <laughs> lips and all that, that you probably get. So I can just imagine you you deal with a higher volume than even I do. So it's just, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Notice I'm not even, in, notice I'm not even in this conversation. And I am, wait, I am the impatient one because first of all, officer Morton knows my impatience because when I actually yeah. asked him to be on the show, I waited a couple of days. I mean, I thought I was being patient. I didn't hear anything. I'm like, okay, well, I guess you don't, you know, no hard feelings. I guess that's going to be a no. Good talk. Talk to you later. <laughs> he comes back. He's like, I get a lot of notifications. <laughs> it, it was 50 shades of emotions in your DM. I, I seen no, it and I was trying to get not. to it. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that because her and I have the same kind of little thing almost every day when she's like, I'm not being that. Oh, yes. It's the full gamut of emotion sometimes, girl. It was two <laughs> days. It was two days. It's not like I waited two hours. It was two days. Y'all, I'm, feeling a, little, I'm feeling a little ganged up on here a little bit. I was I was probably another hour away from you blocking me, so I, I figured I'd go ahead and try to respond as quickly as I could. Now, come on now. I said no hard feelings. I totally understand. All I said was, well, I guess it's going to be a no. He, so. heard, he, heard, he heard between the lines. Wait, he then he throws really shade back. He throws shade back when I said about him getting set up for the show. First of all, he says, okay, I'll get connected to Skype, laugh face. Then he gives me some Bobo email address. You do realize that's a Bobo email address, right? Did you know that? Did you know you gave me a Bobo email address? It's, it's for when you, you know, sometimes you have to have one of those accounts that you can just throw the name out there when you're going to receive a lot of spam and you really don't check it that often. So. You know, well, just to let you know, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Yahoo does not exist anymore. So it's it's a literal <laughs> Yahoo because it doesn't exist. <laughs> so you're going to have to get you a new backup plan. <laughs> Let's do it. We can all work together and help me get a real email account. Yeah. Uh, we'll put that on our list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, speaking of, again, with your, um, your social media following, 
it's hard to read everybody's tweet that they send out, especially when you follow accounts that are heavy tweeters. And unfortunately, right. I I can't mute the people that I follow because I need to because you know every little tweet is like information. So um, I try to swing that information on Twitter and over on Instagram. The one of the things I like about your account the most, though, which I will go back and search for, are your videos. Now, <laughs> well, I, yeah. now I will say, yeah. I will say, you mentioned uh, Instagram account. Now, you know, everybody has their own, you know, what they do with edit buttons and stuff like that and i will say um i wish the media section uh either have more categories or it wouldn't display all the you know the the gifts we use because mm-hmm. i try to put my videos on there but if you want to go back and find them you know you have to scroll through you know sometimes hundreds of tweets before you're we able know. to find one of my videos we yeah. know um, we had to find a picture of you so we know i know <laughs> So if you use Instagram, you know, it's a lot easier sometimes. I do have an Instagram. Um, right now, it's, it's not as big as my Twitter since my Twitter grew so quickly. But Instagram is a easy place to find, you know, the videos and pictures without all the other stuff in between it. See, now That's I wish I would have known that because I'm rocking the Instagram. We're going to have to be Instagram buddies because I, well, I, 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 I love Instagram. You need to go ahead and do it. Or is you it is your account it. is your account Officer Morton on there too? Yes. Oh. What's your first name? Oh. Do you have a first name, or, you, or are you like is. Madonna? I had to, I had to keep <laughs> some mysteries about me. So you're like a yeah, Madonna I, I, or a Cher. Yeah. You're 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 like you're just like the one name. Officer like Pre Madonna. Pre Madonna, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Pre Madonna. Well, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go out on him and say that your first name is Mart. So. <laughs> Mort. It could be like Edgar or Pubert or something like that. I mean, what's better than Mort Morton? What's better Mort than Mort. Pubert? <laughs> it's close what? to puberty. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of people that always want to guess my first name, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, how funny would it be if my actual first name was Officer? Not like legally changed or anything like that, but what if my real name since birth was Officer? You well, wouldn't believe how- it, would you? Why do you got to throw that out there? Why do you well, have to talk to my brain cells? Wait a minute. <laughs> about because I'm Southern, because I'm Southern, I would not be shocked by that. If your last name, if your first either. name is officer, I mean, it would not shock me because we're Southern people. Gordon was my dad's name. You didn't just call me officer for short. Okay. Officer. So, okay. Here's, here's what I want to talk about because I am a cat person and I guess I'm kind of like my neighborhood cat lady because if there's any strays around, I end up feeding them and taking care of them and loving them. So how, how did all this happen with you? Have you always been a cat person? Cause I know that you feed the strays and I think that's awesome. Have you always been a cat person? Uh, growing up over the years, I've had many different types of animals. Um, more than just your basic, you know, dogs and cats and stuff. But, um, when, um, when I started dating, uh, my wife, uh, she had rabbits at the time and horses and all that stuff, but, um, and her parents had dogs, but she had wanted a cat. And, um, when we got, um, married, we went on honeymoon and we ended up getting our first one. And, you know, we got it from um, a lady and everything else. It wasn't a rescue per se. And and um, that started the cat trend. Well, from there on, uh, we ended up 
you know, just falling in love with cats. And every time we would see them, you know, you, you had to play with them or, you you know, you had to talk to them and people look at you, look at you like crazy when you talk to them. But before you know it, it, it came uh, a point where the local vet was calling my wife and asking her, saying, look, you know, we got these strays brought in here. They had little infant kittens. The mother died. You know, they're overwhelmed. They can't take care of them. Is there any way she can do it? And so the vet taught us how to, you know, nurse them and, and, and how to raise them up. And so we started doing that. And Aww. the first year, I think we probably went through about 40 cats. Uh, oh, that we raised wow. up several, Yeah, raised up from several days old into about eight to 10 weeks until we could find them an indoor home. Um, because we're really avid about cats, you know, for pets being indoor yeah. homes, especially when they're hand raised. And, um, and we did really good. It was very stressful. Um, very little sleep during that time. And, uh, after that, you know, we had moved and, and so, you know, we're unable to help that local vet anymore, but then, I you know, I had started at this department and where I'm at now and, you know, every other city I worked at, you always see stray dogs everywhere, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you may see a couple of cats, but you know, usually wasn't a whole lot that you would see. Interesting enough, the place I work now there are like zero stray dogs whatsoever, which is a first in all the places I've worked. But there are wow. cats everywhere. I'm, there's Aww. probably, um, I say there's probably somewhere between 20 and 30 cats where I work that, you know, stay around uptown. And um, I don't know, I guess just sitting out there patrolling and, and, and just watching through the nights, you know, I'd see them and, you know, that's pretty cat, that's pretty cat, whatever. Um, but I would watch them and they would go in these trash cans and, and just constantly hunt for food. And I was like, hey, I'm here. You're here all the time. You know, I'll see if I can make some friends and feed them. And, you know, they're not having to scavenge as much. And so that's how I got into the whole feeding them at work and the whole, you know, sharing it with the, my Twitter family online. Aww. That's awesome. I love that. Especially that as a cat person. It gave me the feels, too. Because, I, I mean, usually, especially like, you know, big, strong policemen are not cat people. And I am so impressed with that. That is an awesome story. I love it. And I love have that y'all took those babies in and took care of them. That's awesome. Have you ever thought of getting sponsored by Friskies? Kind of kind of like kind of like a kind of like a kind of like a like a. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, like, you yeah. know, because you know, Krispy Kreme is your, you know, is your love. You love Krispy Kreme. So I'm thinking yeah, well, like. I... <laughs> well, you know, I, there's only so much I can handle at one time. And, you know, so I don't know if I could dedicate to having somebody on the side, but I would definitely, you know, appreciate any help from any company that, you know, wants wants to see us help animals. And like I said, I don't really have any dogs in this area that I can help. But, you know, my followers have already sent you know, plenty of bags of, of friskies, pedigree, different things like that to feed the cats with. And, and it helps a lot. And I've had some followers tag some of these companies and, you know, and they'll click like and stuff like that, but I haven't really been approached by them for anything. And, and I'm not one to usually, uh, ask, you know, to send messages to these people and ask for oh, stuff. Oh, well, let me ask for you. <laughs> but, but because like I, said, I mean, you know, that's, the, the people that I have following me, you know, they've, they've helped out tremendously as far as feeding these cats. I, I think and I, I didn't think know that you awesome. gave your agency out. You give your agency information out or no? Uh, the only time I usually give my agency information out sometimes, um, if I'm dealing with other officers about stuff I may and, um, maybe with certain companies I do most of the time in general public information, I do not, um, just like all the 
patches I've been receiving from my board, I usually use one of my buddy's uh, addresses. He lives in South Carolina. And depending on my work schedule, I may get to go down there once a week or once every two weeks. So that's usually where I have everything sent. Oh, okay. That's smart. Yeah, that's, that's cool. smart. Just so I mean, we know, really, you know like if anybody wants yeah. to send you cat food. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, really impre- I'm really impressed by your followers and that, you know, about that too, because, you know, they're taking it, you know, a little step further and helping your, you know, mission there. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. We want to say we appreciate you doing this too. We appreciate what you do. I mean, I know we've been joking around a lot, but we appreciate the job that you do. And we do, right. you know, we respect it. And even though we're joking around a lot, we do respect what you do very much. Well, I do appreciate it, but you know, we have to joke. That's, that's how we get through everything. That's how every day is interesting and, and, and we can give it all we got, you know, laughter pretty much refreshes us on a daily basis. When are we going to see the sequel to your best friend video? Mm, okay. My Instagram new followers that y'all shall be soon. That, uh, well, her, best friends I'm not video, on Instagram. Well, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> But the the best friends video, there's a guy on Instagram, um, and his his handle on Instagram is Uniform Humor, and you'd have to look him up. I can't remember. He's somewhere around like eight hundred thousand followers. Um, he's got a rather large account, and uh, I actually met him last year when I went to Washington D.C. for Police Week, and uh, you know, instantly we just got along perfectly. You know, almost like we've been best friends for a long time, and so. You know, we we hung out a little bit for a, a couple of days up there, and you know, and exchanged contact information. And I think it was about a couple of months later. Um, I was wanting to do some videos and stuff, and and this guy he messaged me, and he was going to be heading to another state, and he's like, "Look, I'm going to pass by, you know, nearby. Do you want to hang out?" I was like, "Fantastic! Hit me up. We'll do something." <laughs> so when he comes through, I was like, "Hey, you know, I always do these videos. I'm always by myself. I don't have you know resources and other people." uh to make you know large videos or have a lot of interaction so i asked him he's like heck yes let's do it and he was only here for that little bit of that day and we filmed i think stuff to do three different videos and the best friends was one of them which was a freaking blast to film Mm -hmm. and like i said you know he lives about i'd say about three or four hours away from me and i've got plans for about five other videos that i've been coming up with and I'm going to get back in touch with him and see if uh, he wants to do a couple of those with me. That would oh, be awesome great. because that's my favorite. That and it's the Taylor so Swift good. is my favorite. Yeah, they're I both love yeah, well, stuff too. Well, I sent her some messages for some follow-ups, but I know she's a little busy at the moment. And I haven't heard back from her. <laughs> I'm sure well, she's put you on her list. I I need to be I need to be like other people when you know I I, I send the message wait less than twenty four hours and then start freaking out about it you know I, never mind I, I get the point we just won't do nothing it was two days two days oh okay okay oh, gosh I to, I'm gonna look that up when we get done I, it's not that I don't believe you it's just you know time flies sometimes you know when, you, when you're having fun and stuff well I don't well, have a whole lot fun. going on over here so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you need something to do. I, I we talk about this all the time. But <laughs> I take care of my. I have a German Shepherd that has a, and this is you know a sobering moment. But I, I have a German Shepherd that has a seizure disorder, so he can't be left alone. So, and mm. I live in the woods. I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere in Florida. But I, but so my life is very quiet. 
over here. That's a, that's a think about Florida and, and like woods, like solitary Florida. You always just picture it, you know, like one big city. No. I thought she lived <laughs> I thought she lived in the middle of a swamp. That's what I pictured, like a yeah, swamp. The like the Everglades. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean it's beautiful. I live on a lake and it's beautiful, but it's the woods. It's what y'all picture as woods. Y'all, y'all. Carolina people. Yeah, it's picture as woods. That's where I live in the woods. Yep. <laughs> Carolina people, whatever. Because <laughs> you ain't. <laughs> now you say. Now you say lake. Um, and and you know, forgive me. I'm not trying to say you're not high class. When you when you talk about this lake, is it full of like alligators, moss, and just has this, you know, swampy <laughs> appeal to it? Uh, no. Now it does have alligators, but it's a beautiful spring-fed, clear ski lake. It's oh, a big, well, nice lake. Well, I don't Five think the miles. words alligator, alligator, and recreational skiing go hand in hand, but I'll take your and word. Neither on do it. I. Neither do I. No, in Florida it does. In Florida, you can't ski on a lake or a river or anywhere else without dealing with alligators. I was actually kayaking one day in the St. Johns River, and I had an alligator pop up from underneath my kayak, and that was a startling moment. But you kind of get used to this kind of stuff when you live in Florida. Oh, wow. I, I, I yeah. think, you know, if I ever visit, I think I can find other things to do than to get in water with alligators. But that's just me. <laughs> you you know, I, I got different ideas of fun. Get a, but that's me. Go to Disney World like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my well, God. this has been fun. Hasn't this been fun, it Kayla? Has. It has been fun. I'm excited that we got to talk to you. So, yeah. Yeah. We're able like to any interview you've ever extent. done, huh? Yes. And you're going to be our best friend from now on, right? <laughs> That's right. And, and, and reply instantly to messages. He doesn't even follow me on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, Twitter. You know, Twitter is just—it's just too crazy. You can't follow everybody, Donna. You should know about that. Well, whatever. I thought we had a rapport. <laughs> well, I'm, sure all, I'm sure all the other females think they have a rapport with him too, girl. Yeah, but I'm not like one of those chicks. I'm not like one of those chicks. No. I'm I'm over here. I'm different. I'm different. Wait, I have a quick question. How many marriage requests or date requests do you get a week? Mine isn't too bad, actually. Um, You know, I guess it just depends on the week. I I can't say I've ever really had too many marriage requests, per se. So maybe I'm not doing as good as I thought I was, but... (laughs) You know, I mean, hey, I don't mean to brag, but I've got my fair share too. I mean, I have like a whole little clique of 60 year old men that actually had this thing for me. So, you know, I don't want to brag, wow. but Hey, I mean, so, I mean, so what I got, what I got in that whole little, that whole little, you know, spiel right there is that I thought we were on the way to going steady. Well, and, and I apologize. And that's my fault. Sometimes I forget to use the emojis to really push my sarcasm. And I apologize for that. <laughs> if I were you, I'd be a little careful because, you know, I don't know Krispy Kreme's intentions and I don't want to see you get hurt. You know, I, I can I can see that Krispy Kreme wants to make you their main squeeze. I can see that. But, you know, oh God. Christmas you know, might cut you. I mean, you don't they, know, Kayla. They could they, they might, might be really jealous. So you need to tread lightly here. 
But they haven't put a ring on it yet, so we're still going to stay. <laughs> well, this was fun. Thank you for doing this. I mean, wow, this was a blast. I appreciate it so much. Okay. Well, girl, I think I think we did. I think we did our best. You know, chatting about the most important incidents of the week. Well, that's the end of this show, and we really hope you enjoyed it. We hope it made you laugh. We hope it made you smile. And always remember, if you're smiling, it's hard to be a butt. Bye, y'all. Rock on.